Welcome back to the last Prepper Standing Podcast, and welcome to Preparedness Month. This month marks a very important part part in this podcast, because going forward, I'm going to have my regular guest host slash co-host, Frederick Reddy, with me going forward on every Sunday. How's it going, Frederick Reddy? Yo, yo, yo. It's going good. It's going good, Lenny. you know, just settling in here, had a little technical difficulties, and I think maybe one of the problems might have been that I was trying to set up outside, so I'm not going to do that now, but I am Frederick Reddy. Uh, you can find me at preparedness.tips. I'm the founder of the Preparedness Awareness Community Academy, and even though we're under construction, I welcome everybody to join and not only should you welcome everyone to join, but it's one of those rare opportunities where you can get into something at the ground level that is definitely going to be a changing force in the future, especially in the preparedness community. So I appreciate everything that you're doing, and I really appreciate you committing to do this with me, because whether you realize it or not, your podcast with me are the highest viewed highest listened to, highest engaged podcast possible. So that only leads me to believe that people want to hear from the both of us and that they enjoy what we're talking about. And from what we've talked about, we're going to be covering a bunch of stuff together. How excited are you for that? Yeah, I'm very excited and I'm flattered. And let's see how long this lasts for. Do people really want to hear from us? People, you decide with your listens. So, uh, Let's get into it. Yeah, the listens and the views are going to be a good thing uh, going forward. And the format of the show is going to be a little loose, but also very structured at the same time. Because we're going to try to pick out news stories that are topical that happen throughout the week. Now, we're a little late to the game on this one, but we both felt like it's something we should talk about. And it's the events that took place in Maui. Now, to me, Maui... And this isn't my verbiage, this is someone else's verbiage who we are really both akin to, who really, I think, both contributed to us both waking up a whole lot is Alex Jones, correct? Correct. Alex Jones is a huge influence. Yeah, Alex Jones is a huge influence to the both of us. And he came up with the topic. I don't know if you heard it or not, but it was administrative mass murder. Now, to me, that is. Very smart of him to sit there, and I don't know if he sit there and he particularly thought about it. He said to himself, how can I, you all right? Yeah. Okay, a little bit of background noise. To, to me, he sat there and he thought to himself, how can I rebrand democide? And he chose to rebrand it in the term that really, really shocked me, and that was administrative mass murder. And I think that's what we saw in Maui and we saw in many other instances. And did you hear him use that term or have you heard that term used before? I heard him. I watched a brief, um, you know, on X, you know, they, Alex Jones is trending right now. So it was like about 13 minute uh, segment on him talking about Maui. And yeah, I heard him use that term. Um, I don't know if I would go with that, but I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I like to just call it what it is and it's just incompetence. Um, 
it might be willful incompetence um, at that. But um, yeah, I'm willing to buy. I, I'm willing to go with it. I mean, no, See, no like you, said, me you said willful, willful incompetence, right? And I think that's why he really focused in on that term because I think democide it very much implies willful willfulness, right? Like you purposely did this. Everybody knew it was involved when you talk about democide, right? When I think he means what he's trying to do when he says administrative mass murder is he's trying to say that like some of this is just incompetence and just taking orders, just saying, you know what? It wasn't my fault. I'm just doing my job. I'm just taking orders. So if you're just taking orders or you're just doing your job, it's a whole lot easier to kind of disassociate yourself and not only in the moment, but in the retrospective history. I was just doing my job. I was just doing what I was supposed to do. And I actually ran into that at work today. Or, not or today, I was just doing week. what I was told to do. Yeah, I, was I was just doing, doing what I was told, told to do. I'm just following right. orders. It's just my just job. I ran, in, I, I ran into that at work because um, there's a lot of tension in the workplace right now. So um, we're a couple years post-lockdown um, mass administrative um, tyranny. If you want to make up another word using that mass administrative tyranny, that might be a very first laid out here on the last Pepper Stanley podcast with Frederick Reddy is mass administrative tyranny. But you had a couple of people we were all discussing um, about what we did and what we didn't do when we were forced with getting the jab. Right. So right. there's a couple of people back in this workplace that I'm in, which I prefer we don't really super discuss. And I know you know what it is, but I, if you, I hope we don't give too much details to that. Right. But there were some top right. performers into that industry who are back now, because if you're a high producer and you have some high value, they're going to go ahead and take you back eventually. Right. But at that time, these top producers had to make a choice whether or not they were going to capitulate to the, the pressure from the administrative tyranny that was being pushed upon them or whether or not they were going to fold. So there was a little bit of an argument about, well, I had to do this because I had to. I didn't want to lose my job. Well, the other person was saying, uh, I chose to just go ahead and lose my job. You could have done the same thing. So I think so much of this stuff that we see um, in Maui being a great example is whether or not you want to capitulate to what the powers that be are telling you. To me, sitting there watching people behind you and people in front of you burn and sitting there yourself burning while not getting around whatever administrative roadblock is in your in your face is just to me shows the level of mental tyranny that we are all under in this state. And I don't know where you wanted to go with that, but that's what I wanted to put out there. So, so what were your thoughts on the Maui? What did you want to talk about when it came to that? Well, I mean, to address that specific subject, I don't know if I exactly see it that way. I know you know this. Remember when um, people were suing police departments because they tested high? And so they couldn't get the job because their, yes. their scores were just too good. Okay. Yes. They were too competent I, for the job. Too competent for the job. So I see it more like, like um, there's a Bible verse that goes something. I'm going to paraphrase it. Like, you know, the whole world is under control of the evil one. You know, you guys can look that up um, in John, but like, uh, 
if you have that mentality and I have that mentality, that's always my first thought, you know, the evil one, the devil, Lucifer. How does he play a role in anything that I see that seems to be, for lack of a better word, ridiculous? Okay, because clearly that was all ridiculous. And I'm just trying to keep it within the confounds of um, not, you know, creating any emotional uh, reaction with people. So it was ridiculous. It's clearly ridiculous. So it starts there with me. And in my mind, I just got a feeling that those who are in control now, you know, with equity, you know, and making sure that we, you know, I believe these are all devil type delusions that we have to, we don't, we're not hiring people based on competency, their skills, but on, you know, Race, equity, you know, all the buzzwords. Not even gender, make believe gender. <clears throat> Whatever, you know. And so and so here it's it's like a it's like a, a what is it called when when it's already seen already? It's like already foretold prophecy or something like that. Like it's like this is gonna happen everywhere. If people don't realize what's really going on now, I mean you should be awake when you saw that there was a group of people that said, you know what, I think it's better to blow this train up with all these chemicals so we could just spread it over like three states, five, ten states, who knows, put it in our waterways. Yeah, that would be a better solution to blow it up. I mean, time after time after time, all the wrong decisions are made. Now, if you wanted to say that is like something to do with administration powers, um, when it happens almost in every circumstance, how did we get out of You know, what, 13 people? Oops, my fault. Oh, that didn't mean to happen. I mean, how do, how are these things constantly happening? So I think you just, you look at, you, know, you, know, you look know, to the Bible you know for these answers. You know how I think it's constantly happening? And I don't think anyone from AJ to anybody who's in the, the realm that we're in, right? I don't think anyone talks about the power of the free market. Okay. So I think that if you're top notch intellectual, top notch in your industry, is there any way that you go work for your government right now? I don't know. Would you? I mean, they I, don't pay. They don't uh, pay well. They don't seek out the best. So I think that anything like to me, whenever I get somebody to bid on something, right? I don't take the highest bid. I don't take the lowest bid. I take the most. I take the bid that seems to be from the most competent person, right? So when you get somebody who's applying for a job, whether it be an engineer. And we've seen this all over the country. We've seen bridges fail. We've seen dams fail. We've seen roadways fail. We've seen in- entire infrastructures for cities fail lately with all the stuff that's going on, right? Well, who who did they hire? They hired to do that with city employees, not private employees, because private employees in the private sector went and did jobs that were paying more because they were more qualified for it. So the private sector is I don't see a lot of the best. I don't employees. I don't know if I would make that argument, Lenny, because the people that are bl- are now to blame, quote unquote, for this Maui nonsense is the private electric company. So that's not government run. No, see so, that is, it is government. It's, it's private public 
partnerships is exactly what they even call it too. So what? Well, this is a good example here. So uh, PG&E, when they had a lot of the wildfires and they caused a lot of the blackouts in uh, California, the stock took a huge dip. But most of that, mo- all of PG&E is pretty much a private public corporation because they work with the government and you have yourself have been talking about working with the government in these private public partnerships. Right. So I knew mm-hmm. that pg no matter what was not going to fail because they were so integrated into the government system that I bought that stock for pennies on the dollar and I've watched it do nothing but succeed. But at the same time, I know that when push comes to shove, they're still incredibly incompetent because they are linked to the government, which is hiring the lowest level people possible because the free market industry, because there's a lot of growth going on in developing countries that are actually pulling top engineers in every industry from gas, electric, power, all that stuff. I just recently dealt with somebody in the business that I'm dealing with who they only go work three months out of the year in Africa because they're helping this region that they're in develop their power infrastructure where to is, and he's one of the top people in his industry, but in three months he makes more than what he would get paid in three years working out here. Well, we're moving a little bit off topic, but in my mind, I just don't go with that because you can look at Bud Light debacle, that's a private company. You can look at Target, private company. I mean, you right. can go on. So with, you can go on to the, the all Bud these Light private debacle. companies. Right. Hold on. Let me hiring, make my point. My the, po- any of that stuff is administrative mass murder. Administrative mass murder of your company. You're mass murdering your company because instead of start hiring someone who's qualified for your job to be the PR rep at your Bud Light company, you hired some, what do they call it, a uh, uh, diversity hire, some female whatever employee to run your marketing scheme and then she fucked the whole thing up instead of hiring somebody who is actually qualified for the job and who can see the biggest picture possible yeah but you're just not hearing what i'm saying what i'm saying is it's because the devil is in control of this world it doesn't matter it's never going to change you're going to get hit by another company a company that you would never think in your life that hey or you're gonna hear you're gonna see a a good example would be when you told me about uh kid rock here's kid rock who's you know went out his way to to you know say something about bud light and then here he goes drinking a bud light what i'm trying to tell you is hold on here's here's what i'm saying hold on hold on lenny here's what i'm trying to say this is this it doesn't matter this is irrelevant that's a relevant topic all those other points are irrelevant. The only point that's relevant is that we are in a time where the devil is controlling this world. It's very obvious. And people, if you do not start to recognize this, and if you want to keep on making excuses and say, well, it's administrative, or you want to say, oh, God, it's that person. They're you know, incompetent. We can keep on going and go down that route. But when will you say, what number of incompetency or what number of administration mess ups will you finally just say, wow, the devil is taking over this world. I don't know how I didn't see it. Maybe I'm under a strong delusion because it's very clear to me. We didn't have these kind of problems and we're talking very simple problems. We just didn't have them, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, I'm old enough now to recognize all the changes. 
So I can't do what Alex does and others do where they make this this pretty much like a very easy explanation like, oh, we'll just hire better. You know, oh, if we would just hire better, then things would change. I don't think we're at that point now. And and I know that I'll push back against that. But go ahead. Well, uh, let me wrap with this. I just don't think we should settle. I think as preparers, um, it's better to think my way than to think the other way. Because if you think my way, then you'll take the steps needed to be prepared. If you, and that's again, another very uh, awesome Bible verse that talks about the prudent, the preparer gets prepared and the simple minded keeps on going like nothing's nothing's going on. Hey man, just keep on going. It's a, look, it's an administration problem. I don't gotta worry about it. Ain't gonna affect me. So simple-minded people will suffer the consequences, and the, those who are pre- preparers, who who can have this bigger picture and look at it and not be so close and attached to it, can see that hey, this is this this continues to happen, and it's getting worse. Like every tragedy is now getting even worse. So what is really going on here? And, and people just don't want to uh, give the credit to the devil. I, I, I give the credit to the devil. He's the one who's doing all this nonsense as far as I'm concerned. And that's why I'm preparing for him. Right. And I agree with you. And, and I agree with you so much. And that's why I think it's so incredibly important for when we vote, whether it be in a school board or whether it be in a national election, that we actually vet these people. Because we're, we're in America. At the end of the day, we're in America, and I believe, the part of me still believes that somehow, some way, even if it's on a micro level, we could vote our way out with this by voting competent people into place. Because that was the thing that separated our country so much more than anywhere else, is that we had competent people who actually cared about the people, who actually had a Judeo-Christian background, who actually cared about people in the position of power to actually implement things that benefited the people. I think we've crossed some sort of Rubicon where we're at the point where these people that we are voting into power and that we're letting and allowing to govern us, regardless of what, right? Because America's all about the consent of the government, right? So I think if any uh-huh. someone's duly elected, there's a point where you could choose to be, where you could choose to not consent to be governed to them or by them. Right. So you have to make some sort of some sort of demarcation about what are you going to actually consent to? Because even though the structure for America is laid out, even though the structure for our government is laid out, the underlining thing to this whole entire American system was consent. Because at some point, consent was withdrawn. And I think we're rapidly approaching the point where administratively, because the devil is at work, we're going to be put to a position where we need to withdraw our consent again. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I'm going to, again, disagree a little bit. Just a little. Get what you're saying. But, I mean, nobody wants the Civil War. At least I know I don't. Nobody wants World War III. I know I don't. I think I think it's time, and and this goes to you know something I've been talking about, and you know this, a passion of going from prepper to preparer. I think it's time that people who are good, solid, competent people 
say, you know what, it's time for me now to get into the game, you know, and they're going to have to call their own number and they're going to have to step up, apply for these positions. Hopefully it's a upward move for them. And most likely it would be, uh, to be even honest if it's with you. Not, even if it's not, that's the problem. Well, even, well, even if it's even not. If it's, even if it's not, it, it still would be probably because this benefits and stuff like that. So hopefully it's an upward move, right? And um, and then now we have – it doesn't matter. Uh, it's less important to me how competent you are initially. You know, people sometimes have to learn on the job. But it's more important to me that you have the values that are like-minded like me and that reflect my values – so then when somebody gives you an order that says, you know, let's stop all cars from leaving the fire, you probably would say to yourself, that's the order I'm just not going to follow. Perfect. I'm not going to do that. Perfect. That's what I'm talking about. What do you think is happening to we the people where mentally we're allowing people with the administrative authority to tell us some stupid shit like that, whether it be wear your mask that we not only told you does not work and you should not use, but now you have to fucking use to function and leave your home versus, so that's one psyop of it, right? And then the other psyop is, hey, you can't leave this burning zone. What do you think's happened to we the people where we'll actually fall for that type of stuff? I think, I think personally, this is why, I'm a big believer in uh, the solution to fear is providence and preparedness. Problem is people don't have neither, you know, and if you don't have providence and you're working in a position that is life or death for either yourself or others, then, you know, I really don't want you in that position. If you don't have preparedness and you're in that same position, well, guess what? You'll say stuff like, well, I can't lose my job. I'm not prepared. <laughs> yep, like, yep. what could I do? You know, I got to, I got to follow orders. I got a wife who, who demands this of me, who's not going to understand my principal argument I'm making, or I got a husband that's not going to understand the principal argument I'm making. And so now, instead of me going with my gut, because you're not prepared, you know, and in my world, I just want people to have three months of preparedness. Not it's very easy to, see, to achieve. Like, what, see, to me, that's what Maui is so so mind boggling to me, right? Because we could do three months of preparedness, six months of preparedness, twelve months, eighteen months, whatever you want, right? To to hedge against the the tough choices we may may have to make. But in a real, true life, death or situation, someone to sit there and let themselves burn to death. What is going on there? That that I can't understand. Well, this is this again is in my opinion where I've changed my philosophy from a prepper, which I was a proud, still am a proud prepper, even though I, I don't consider myself a prepper anymore, um, and to now more of a preparer uh, or educator. I mean, it's all the same. Um, so I still prepare, but the difference is I want to now help others prepare. Okay, I want to educate people how to prepare. So I, I differentiate the two between a prepper and a preparer. That's how I differentiate the two. Prepper kind of keeps to himself, you know, maintains the fact that, you know, I'm good and I'm not necessarily worried about love thy neighbor kind of concept. Um, you know, maybe, 
maybe they would, maybe, you know, maybe have a really good close neighbor. So they're like, Hey, you're my homie. I want to help you out. But, um, in general, it's, it's, it's more of a, um, self-sustaining type philosophy. Right. But how does, that, prepare. how does that get someone to sit there and burn? Well, here, here, well, let me, let me explain. So versus someone who wants to create a community. So I've now changed looking at this Maui situation. I think it suits, and it, this change happened prior to M Maui, but Maui is what I'll use now to explain why I think this is so important. So now you have a community instead of just yourself preparing. So that community could be relatively small. It could be three neighbors, a family member, a, a person up, up the street. You know, it could be a total of 12 people, 12 families. You know, I don't know how many, hopefully 12 men, but you have some sons in, in, in there. So maybe 18, 20, 20, 20 men. And so every man is armed. So now you get to a point where you're trying to leave because you're going to leave together as a community because that's what you plan. That's how you practice. You, you're ready to go because th that's the whole idea. And so now you, you face three cops with three cars and you're 20 men. And you just make it very clear to these police officers we're leaving. We're coming through this road. Now, if you want to put your life on the line because you want to take this order that makes absolutely no sense, you don't have any discernment, you, you're not looking after my best interest, I, we are willing to put our lives on the line right now. Are you? And I guarantee the answer would be no. And so then are you, you, would familiar? Keep, you would keep so on moving. So that's a great point. So are you familiar, familiar with the Battle of Athens? Share the story. So, so there's a great book that I just started. It's called The Fighting Bunch, The Battle of Athens, um, and how World War II veterans won the only successful armed rebellion since the revolution. Have you ever heard of that before? No, share the story. So it's a history, um, it's a story that took place in um, 1946, a band of World War II uh, veterans, they got together and they stood up to the local corrupt politicians in their area. And I encourage everybody to read the book. I don't want to go too much into it right now, because if people, I'll, I'll go ahead and link to that on the social medias, because I haven't finished the book and it was an event that was brought um, to my attention um, not too long ago, but they got some great pictures. They got some great um, stories that like cover the whole situation. And it really truly was the, the last in our time, which we so incredibly had the chance to do during the lockdowns was stand up to this administrative state. But, but it took some veterans. It took some people who were hardened by the situations um, that they were, they were faced with to stand up to some local governments and some local times and say, no, enough is enough. And you don't see too much of that happening right now. And I think Maui is a good example um, because it's really a democratic controlled situation where that if you put too much faith in these governments, you're going to be screwed over in the long run. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify as Democrat or Republican it, because um, warp speed was under Republican. So it, Oh, I'm so that, glad you said that. I'm so glad you said hold that. Hold on for a second. Hold on. Let me finish though. But, but so all that's irrelevant to me and, and these, and these police officers, I really believe, that they don't want to lose their job. 
Like, that's how much they value following orders. I mean, remember, we talked earlier in the conversation about they hire a certain group of people. They're not, you know, I'm sure there's very intelligent police officers. Don't get me wrong. But some precincts and some policies are set up where they're not hiring the brightest. So now you have somebody who's more willing to follow orders, and, and he's, he doesn't want to lose his job because he's not prepared. He believes he's doing the right thing. I'm sure he does. You know, and, and let's just give him the benefit of the doubt. Even if, he, if he's not, let's just say he is. Well, now he'll be faced with a real decision. And that's, you can't make that decision when you're just a prepper. If you're a prepper and you come up, so that's you, you your wife, your kids, maybe you have two, three, four sons, who knows, whatever. So now you're a small group. And you're faced now with two, three, you know, police officers, maybe more. Um, they're not backing down because of one prepper. I can guarantee you that. They're going to yeah, say, well, you know Ruby, what? Ruby, Ruby Ridge and Waco, that proved all that. They ain't backing down. Yeah, they're not backing down. But if you have if you have 20-plus people and everybody is is right there saying, look, buddy, we just want to drive and mind our business, leave us alone, I guarantee you they'll back down. I'm pretty confident they will. So my thinking is I changed my philosophy a little bit, and I'm glad I, I came to that independently of Maui. But now since Ma- Maui, I've, I've come to some other realizations. Uh, forest fires, are, or, or even though that was a wildfire, forest fire, but fires are real, you know, massive fires I'm talking about are clearly now part of – this are regardless everyday... of how they, regardless of how they happen, they're real. Whether it's the <laughs> Extinction Rebellion, whether it's space lasers, whether it's administrative mass murder from not trimming back the hedges on the power lines, whether it's arson or whether it's just pure nature, they're fucking real. Exactly. They're real. And if anybody who's thinking about, you know, homesteading and you're gonna be around a bunch of woods. Um, I think you need to have a plan. I think you need to think about it. Even now we're seeing in a city, you need to kind of think about it. And I thought about it. And so you said to me when we talked about it, you're like, well, if you had a preps, all your preps would just be burned up. Would they? Would they really be burned up? Because I got a really big backyard and I got a shovel and I could dig three by eight and I could put these waterproof totes down in there, first I'll put some board, you know, just frame it up, boom, frame it up, nice, boom. Now I add my totes that have all my preparedness in it, boom, 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 hitting every single thing and, that and I would need. Bl- and you paint it blue. No, forget, <laughs> forget about <laughs> painting, forget about painting. So now I have my three months of preparedness. you understand that reference, shout out to you, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, and so now I have my three months of preparedness, or say it's just a month. It doesn't matter. I can come back to my property. I could deal with whatever I have to deal with. We'll throw up the tent. We'll do what we have to do because we have survival. We're not getting hotel rooms. We're not staying at the refugee camp, the FEMA okay. camp. Okay. So well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Let me finish this. So, so now, how, how does that exactly work? So here you go. You frame it in. Now right. you 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 rest it in. You, throw, you hold on. Here we go. Do I, on. Hold on, hold on. The audience has to be with me. 
So then you throw wood boards across, okay, because these toes are plastic, and you're going to be still rowing your, you know, cutting grass and doing all that. You now throw the dirt back on, approximately about, you know, let's say so you made four, a moat. You made a moat. Inches. You made a moat. You made a moat. You're insulated. You've done everything you're supposed to do. Okay. Now I I know your default answer is going to be your community, right? But let's just say your community did not follow your steps. So you are perfectly safe from this fire, but now everybody burned around you and now your government is going to come in and they're going to take everybody's land regardless of how you did. Because there are some people in Maui right now whose properties weren't burned. They didn't lose anything, but they're within that little 12 mile radius and the government's going to come in and they're going to take everybody's homes. So what do you do then? I don't know what your question is though. What do you mean? What do you what do? What do you do then? So you, Freddie, what do you, mean? you rebuild. No, no, they're not going to give you a chance to rebuild. They're they're taking over your property. That's irrelevant. Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up too, because a next part of what I've learned here uh, with Maui, and this would be just that's part happening for the course. in Maui. Hold on for you a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And they're in that, and they're in that destruction zone. Their homes are not destroyed. They're in that destruction zone, and now the government's going to come and take their property because they're within that zone. I, I hear what you're saying. One, I'm not a fan of 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 um, loving things. So as long as I get a fair market value for it at the end of the day, I'm cool with it. Like I'm not. Okay, I, 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 I don't. I don't work. Hey, I'm talking about me. I, I don't work that way. I don't love you. stuff. You're talking about you, and I think this is actually a great, great example. So if you get a fair market value for your property, which is obviously fucking ridiculous for that property that's there. And you're willing to walk away from it. Perfect, right? But then where does the moral compass really click in for you when you know, and it seems very, or maybe you don't know, but maybe to most people, that it seems very clear that this was orchestrated to bring in a bigger agenda that's going to promote the uh, 15-minute cities. So your property is not destroyed. You individually, because you had providence, you had discernment, you did everything that you were supposed to do to prepare we're not affected by this, but now if you capitulate and you take fair market value, you're actually going to invite in something that is far more destructive than what actually happened to you because there's a bigger agenda at play. What do you do? Yeah, I I don't know if you heard me, but that's irrelevant, right? I already took fair market value. I'm out. I'm not on an island. I would never live on an island in the first place. And uh, again, that says nothing to those who have lived on a, who live on an island. But as a person who has, you know, preparedness in mind, it's just not my thing. Now, what See, I, what that, that's I, one of the fundamental disagreements that we have, because I, I we've talked about this before. There's been every little incidences, but I'd feel like I was being put in a position to be a really big leader and say, hey, I don't comply. I don't want to take your fair market value. Not only do I not want to take your fair market value, but if people whose homes were burned, burned down, they want to be afforded the opportunity to rebuild. I think you as a government should not come in and take that property, but you should come in and provide them with the ability to rebuild something they had already established because there was such a tragic event here. You shouldn't over supersede it with your uh, government overreach, but you should actually reach out to the people or the person who suffered the loss and afford them with the ability to rebuild yeah that's nice 
And like I said, I'm going to follow the Bible on this one. And the concept is come out of her. So you just got finished saying that they're already going to take it. Even if you fight, fine, they'll build around you. It doesn't matter. Now you get to keep your, your little plot of land, and they just build around you. So now where are you living at? You're living not in a 15-minute yeah, hey, city you living that you at, said? When, when you're li- where are you living at? Not within her. If they built around Excuse you, me? You're, if they built around you, you're, not li- you're still not living within her. You're out of it. No, you're, you're, in, you're, in, you're in somewhere that you shouldn't want to be anyway. So in my mind, they would be doing people a favor. Right. So when they um, keep that, moving that, when they keep moving the demarcation zone back, when they keep moving the the line back, when do you finally say enough's enough? When they there, when, there when, is no enough. There there is no saying enough's enough because and that goes to my no second. Hold on enough. for a second. Here's 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 my second point. Seeing this, I'm now fully one hundred percent convinced that everybody who considers himself a prepper or a preparer should have two pieces of land. And, and when I say two, I really mean three. Okay. Cause that's Cause what my is goal one. is. Cause two is one. one. And three and is one me. is none. No, one is none. Two is one. And three is me. So I want to have three. Okay. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not a lover of property. Okay. I'm a lover of the Lord. So I'll be fine no matter where I'm at. And I'm going to pick my properties perfectly. Okay. So then it's like, oh, you, you want this one? All right. Give me my money. All right. I'm at this next one. All right. You want this one? <laughs> Whatever, man. I got time to argue with you. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to this one now. Now you I buy sound, two more properties. Much, and they just keep, them, very much like keep it moving. British. A British surf right now. Absolutely not. Like you got to understand, there's battles to there's battles to fight and battles not to fight. This is a battle, and I, I, if I would have to give anybody advice out there in Maui, this is a battle that I don't think you should fight. I think you should get off that island anyway. Awesome. I think that's, that's that's a hundred percent where we disagree because I think I know have, we do. I know we do. When you have I know we do. When you have ancestral land like that. I believe that you fight to your death. Yeah. It's not worth it, if you ask me. I don't think God puts you on this earth to fight to your death or land. So uh, I think you do more good elsewhere. I don't. Th- I think you have to make sure that you recognize so hang that on, hang on. this would be a great opportunity. Point. This would be a great point right now for comments and questions, because that's one of the things that we wanted um, from this podcast um, is to get more engagement from the audience, right? So if you're at this All point right. in this podcast, um, I would encourage you guys to comment, whether it be in a review, whether it be on the social media posts that we make about this actual podcast, is what do you what do you guys feel individually? Do you feel like that you, there's a certain point in time where you should just keep on moving, maybe like Moses, where you just wandered and wandered and wandered until you actually... Moses even wandered until he ended up in his ancestral land, right? But do you think you should just go into the wilderness and wander as Moses? Or do you think there's a point where you should stop and fight for your ancestral land and where you say, this is mine and you're not going to incur, you're not going to um, administratively mass murder me even further. I'm going to stop right here. Like, what is your guys' point of view? I'd love to hear that. Because this is one of those great points that you guys miss out when me and Frederick talk to each other one-on-one. Is there's little, little nuanced disagreements. And I really don't think we're that different in this. 
because there because I, I totally understand your point at the end of the day and i think you totally understand my point at the end of the day i think it just comes down to a preference thing well i think and when the audience gives us the feedback on this because i really want to know what the audience thinks keep in mind that you will probably be let's say one of a hundred 99 percent of people aren't going to fight i mean they're just not so hey, that's why they call them three percenters right there you go. You're going to be 3%. You're going to be, you're going to be three out of, out of a hundred. So uh, just keep that in mind when you, you know, when you comment back and how important is land? Like how important is that? Like, are you married? Well, to there, it? Are you married I, I think to, it's very important. To, not, not to, not to skew the argument a little, but I think it's very important because there's actually, it's a finite amount. No, no, I'm not talking about land in general. I'm saying this piece of property. You can the money that you're going to get. You can get a property that's that's literally ten times larger. But see, so, you're missing a little. You're missing the point of it, though. It's ten times larger, sure. But how valuable is that? Because what is China buying up? They're actually buying up the land that is sustainable for food growth, right? These people are buying up the land that yeah, is, this is downtown uh, land. This ain't, this is this is this is overlooking some ocean land. Exactly. This is just vanity so, land. This is this is vanity land. No, it's now, really we not. Were talking, a, if you go look at that, if we were talking, hold on for a second. If we were talking about some farmland, if we were talking about farmland. like say, hold on for there's a second, hold on for a second. There's all kinds of stuff out there. You, I get you I get you, but that's not what they're talking about. Is really out there. No, no, no. They're talking about down. They're talking about this the city. The the area where people pop, populate at. Oh. Now, what I'm saying is, if you look at the Bundy situation, right, and we know about the Bundy situation, where government tried to do the same thing, people were like, nah, we're not having that. That's a lot different than what, than what we're talking about here. Just, I want to make sure people understand that. Now, I'm not saying that the Bundys, if I would have did the Bundy situation or wouldn't have did the Bundy situation, I just find that different. I you know, find that a lot different. Admin, but or uh, admin, right? Is that his name? Admin or Amin or whatever his name is. He's recently got mm -hmm. arrested again. Did you see that? I didn't know that. No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, they're they're still going after him. They're still persecuting him. And that and that you know, even though that book I got oh, that course. I uh, referenced earlier, the Fighting Bunch, uh, the the Bundy Ranch is probably a better example of the last time an armed rebellion really stood up to the federal government. Yeah, and I and I think that's I think that's about right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something that's more vain, in my opinion. And we know what they want to do with it after it's all over, which I would never want to be a part of. Never going to be a part of some kind of fifteen-minute city. So you want you're going to pay me probably double of what it's worth because. People are a lot enough. People are protesting and everything. They'll probably hey, get double. Hey, the they're amount. not going to pay you double. They're going to give you seven hundred bucks. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. But, so what are you going to do? You know what hey, I'm hey, hey, tough luck, bro. Your beachfront property just burned down. Here's seven hundred bucks, pal. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do then? They say that's all the no, help you're going to get. Ready, ready. Hey, that, 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 that is that is what they're saying. We do not know for a fact that anything else has been offered to them. So let's just say right now your offer is seven hundred bucks. To well, you don't, you don't, you would. That's a different issue. And no, no, you don't sell out because just to sell out, you don't back down to back down. You get a so, fair so market. I would say you want over fair market value. Actually, so, uh, I would wait out. 
I would hold then out. We're in agree- then we're in agreement that at some point you got to just say fucking no. So what if all these people in Maui were really truly only offered seven hundred bucks? What should they do? Yeah, but that's not going to happen. So why talk about it? It'll never happen. It's just too public of an issue. They're going to give people fair market value, but personally, I've only heard I would news hold stories out about seven hundred bucks. Fair I haven't heard any value. news stories. I've only heard news stories about seven hundred bucks. I haven't heard any news stories. Yeah, about I'm not even paying attention to that. Again, I don't pay attention to what anything mainstream media is saying because that would go against my own common sense. And anything that goes against my own common sense, I don't talk about it because it's stupid to me. So I don't pay attention to it. Obviously, they're going to get at least fair market value. Now, I would hold out because I would be prepared to hold out, and I would get a little bit more than fair market value. Now, what is a little bit more? It's more, okay? I would get more because then I can really do a lot more with that money. So I would hold out, but eventually I would let it go because I'm not attached to things. So hang on. So so a lot of people – to take your argument to a point, right? Because I totally understand what you're saying, right? I totally understand what you're saying, but I think one of the nuanced things to this that's missed is not only were the people who currently live there offered more than or two for full market value of that property, they've already been offered that. They have opted not to do that for generations. And that's fine. So why, and that's why, cool. Why would they change? But, why would they change? Because now you're because literally you're going to be put in the middle of the devil's den. Like it's fine, but just understand now when the Bible makes it very clear, Revelations eighteen four, come out of her. You're actually doing, going to stay in her, and I I just wouldn't do it. I mean, you now have an opportunity to actually come out of her and actually get on top, like be better. Than what you were, I would take it. Unfortunately, the devil wants that property. And I'm telling you right now, that devil's going to win. So you can go, do whatever you want to do, but at the end of the day, the devil's going to win. Your children are going to be raised in this devil's den, and you're going to be all around it. And whatever okay, so happens take, to you, that, you, you suffer that, from it. So just take what you're saying. At the face value, at the face value that you're saying, right? The devil wants that land, right? So, what are the advantageous things for these global elites who are going to take over that land to be? They're going to be isolated because of something else bigger that's coming along. Would you not agree? I don't, we don't know the time and place of when that happens. Right, but if there's going to be another scamdemic that actually has a higher death rate, which better place to be than a very isolated, secluded island, right? I don't know. I, I don't want to be anywhere where these people are at, matter to be honest with you, because to me, when the time comes, or probably even prior, they're incompetent, I, I think a lot of these people, I don't think they're very competent, and the devil is a backstabber. Like, you know, we all know what Night of the Long Knives happened. You know what I mean? It's, there's no, like, when I say the devil wants it, I actually just literally mean the devil, okay? I am not, not necessarily talking about his minions. He doesn't care which minions. These minions that he has working for them, he'll flip them, rotate them out, get a new set. It's irrelevant about those people, you know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't want to be anywhere around where the devil wants wants things and um i don't want to be a part of that nonsense so to me i would just yield to to the bible come out of her and here's like the opportunity to get as much as you can 
I would not hold on to the idea of ancestral land. I personally wouldn't. Um, I would hold on to the idea of can I create enough wealth for myself to be better than I was before the incident? And that's what I would hold out for. See, I kind of struggle with that a little bit, especially when it comes to the ancestral land. Because I think there's very few people in this world who actually know what that means. You know, do you understand? Especially, especially, I get in, especially in America, because even in America, we have, and a lot of people forget about this, but we have. Some I don't have ancestral land, brother. My land is somewhere I never even heard of. Right. Uh, no, so, I don't so even so know that, where I come from. So, and I agree, and I agree with you on that. That's what I'm saying. That might be why it's harder for you to understand the importance of it, because even right now, there's there's ancestral land that are literally other countries within the continental U.S. You know that, right? Yeah, I I know. <laughs> what is it? Um, help me with the, the 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 tribe that built the pyramids in Mexico. Tribe, uh, nation, maybe you would call them people. Yeah, the Aztecs. But just even here Aztecs, in America, there you go. Yeah, Aztecs but even here in America, their land too. Where they at yeah. now? Where the yeah, Aztecs even, at now? But even here in America, you have these Indian Indian they countries. At? They they have their own countries within America. Yeah, really, I mean, a, a lot of, of them unfortunately died off, um, and and they that group, black folks, we died males. I'm just talking about males die around the age of 60, 68. but Indian Americans, Native Americans, they die at around sixty six. So it, nobody's see we're not winning with our, with our attitudes. I, I, I want to have some wins, some victories. And I think attitudes have to change inside certain groups. And I guarantee you, if I would look up Hawaiians, I don't even know if that's the right term, but if I would look up their average life of, of the males, I guarantee it's probably around, probably similar to Native Americans and um, African Americans. Um, because we, it's our thinking, you know, the way we think of things. And I, I just want to have a different thought process. I just, I think of things differently. And so I think if you put Christ first, it, it just really helps you. It guides all my principles, and it just helps me think about things a little bit more clear. I know I have, I am um, assuming those people also have a calling or some, or someone. It doesn't matter if it's one or ten or a hundred. That group has a calling. And can you make a bigger difference not holding on to something like this? I don't know. I mean, that's something that people have to decide. Now, if they want to take back that whole area, right, if they can galvanize enough people to take back that whole area and stop where they say, you know what, we'll go to another city. We're not going to bother here. The devil's out. And they use the power of Christ and the power of, of the Lord, and they literally kick out the devil, well, there you go. That would be the number one answer, if you ask me. But short of that, the next answer is to get out of there. Well, how many people do you think it is? Because I actually know. I don't know. That's the stuff I haven't followed too much. I haven't thought about it too much. I saw some of the... Um, you know, where people got up and spoke in front of like some kind of council or something like that. I saw a couple videos on that, but it, 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 it's 
to me is more the preparedness part. So I wasn't really thinking about that. I don't yeah, know so what the number is. To me, when I, so. when I think you draw, you draw some sort of line. So actually, so we talk about the three percenters, right? So it's literally at 2.9% of the U.S. population it is considered and part of indigenous American or native Alaskan tribes that are, that are completely separated from America, which is just mind blowing to me because it's, it's upwards of almost 10 million people. Could you imagine if you galvanize, galvanize 10 million people, how much change could be done? Yeah. Well, unfortunately they're, they're not in the best shape and nor are the rest of America. <laughs> To be honest with you, probably probably all about the same, and that's half the reason no, but why. But, you know, but see, you know, your don't. inner your inner city Philadelphian is actually at less of an advantage than somebody who actually has actually has like tribal sovereignty in this country. So, wouldn't it be cool to see somebody who's in one of these these tribal sovereign areas, whether it be Hawaii, whether it be Oklahoma, whether it be somewhere in in uh, one of the Dakotas or Arizona or New Mexico, actually stand up and say, "Hey, not only are we going to open up our our tribal land to the people who are part of our tribe, but actually people who are part of the the continent." Because we actually want something different, I think. I think there's a lot to be said. Oh, I would love that. I see where you're going with this now. Yeah, that that there you go. That could be right there. Could be like you said. Maybe that's the solution. Maybe a leader comes out of this that says enough's enough. That I can get. A, I can. I can kind of get behind. But me, anything that, short of that, I can't. Whether, to me, that's what needs to happen. Whether it's a state seceding from this this beast system, or whether it's a a, a, a nation within our nation saying enough's enough. At some point, one of these people have to just stand up and say, we're not doing this administrative mass murder anymore. We're just not doing it. Come to Florida, come to Texas, come to the Navajo Nation, whatever it fucking is. At some point, somebody just needs to say enough's enough versus continually capitulating. I, I, I would have to imagine they have something built in to these um, native nations that allows them not to do it. These, the, the devil's too smart. Um, they would open up something. I mean, you know, it's a miracle they could put casinos even on their land. Um, that has to be possible somewhere. Um, but you know, government is 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 pretty smart, man. The devil's pretty smart, but. Like I said, it's, these are complicated issues, really beyond my scope. Um, so my opinion is just, you know, me talking here. Um, not, re you know, we tend to get on conversations that I even had a chance to really think about. So it's just, it's just, you know, my initial gut reaction is always to go with and and the Lord did the Bible, and I'm trying to learn that. Like I'm nowhere near, and I want to make this extremely clear. I am a child, you know, when it comes to learning uh, and interpret interpreting um, what what you know God Jesus wants us to do. But there's certain things that are so very crystal clear in my mind that I mean they're. You know, love thy neighbor, love me. I mean, pretty crystal clear, you know, not complicated. So 
you know, I would hope those neighbors would get together and fight fight against the power. But if if you don't, what are you going to do? That's the better question, really. Say people don't want to fight. You know, everybody talks a good game, and then when push comes to shove, here's a check. You know, they're about to hand them, and people just say, "Hey, what are we going to do? We're not prepared." You See, know that's why I say do? preparedness you know at the end of the you day matters. Do? We know what they're going to do. We already know what they're going to do because they're going to take exactly. the vaccine. They're going to take the vaccine. They're going to put on the mask, and they're going to do whatever the fuck they're told. And you got to remember that's a democratic area, right? So and everybody so, so, there so is democrat. So how do you prepare from there? And I think that's next one the the next big question to us because because we kind of talked about we we obviously talked about Maui and I think we went way further into this than we both thought we would do because, <laughs> right right. So now one of the other subjects <laughs> that we that we had laid out, and I think this is a good transition, is the Trump the Trump situation, right? So. You have this administrative mass murder that's going on in Maui, which I think to me is just overall arguing about the problem with government. And then you see that with this Trump indictment situation, the biggest fear to me is that they're actually really galvanizing people to make a choice one way or another about what they're going to do if this goes down. Because I, I don't understand personally how you can't say that this is some sort of election meddling. And uh, my heart is a little broken, and if you're listening to this podcast at this point and you're aware of the Alex Jones like me and, me and you are, my heart is very broken for, for Joe Biggs over the last couple of days. Are you familiar with him? Yeah, I know. I do feel bad for Joe Biggs. Do you see what happened? Yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel like he got swept up, man. He's um, Yeah, 17 you know, he, Remember he was so injured? Remember he was so... Yes. When he first started, he had so many pains because he got, you know, I think, was he in a tank? I forget exactly how yeah, he got so injured. He, he was a combat veteran that got hurt. And um, one of the, the people that got him into media was, um, who was, what's his name, who got killed in the in the car accident that was, they think it was on purpose. Right. Uh, I can't, there's no way I'm going to remember his name, but. He, right. he was a journalist, and everybody thought that his death was really weird. And then his wife came on, and she clearly got psyoped and bought off. And she came in and said that it was fine. But Joe Biggs, uh, um, man, he worked for Breitbart. He was one of the reporters for Breitbart. I'm, I'm so someone's gonna know who he is, but that's what jo got Joe Biggs into it because he was embedded with them and the media aspect, and he got really swept up into everything that's going on. And I, and I feel like and I think he was I think he was one of if I don't I, Michael Hastings. Michael Hastings. Michael Hastings. I, Michael Hastings. I, yes. Yeah. I personally think that Biggs candidate to be twenty. I really think he was really lost. He was in a lot of pain. So pain, and he got gripped. He got grabbed up. Gave him. He got a purpose. He found a purpose again. And so then the media thing, I don't know what happened with him, and nobody will know. I mean, only he knows. But it wasn't enough. It didn't satisfy him. Something happened there. Um, maybe because Alex let him go. I don't, I, I don't, I don't really remember Alex did not let why him he go. was he let go. To, he, he didn't, he didn't oh, yeah, let he go. Chose he chose to leave because he was getting, he was making some money off of T-shirts and stuff like that. No, he what, what he did is he got, he got psyop. 
he got psyoped by that Puerto Rican fed who was leading the um, Proud Boys. No, but it was before that. It was before. It was before. He left before, I think, even the organization existed, actually. He left pretty early. I think he was making some money with T-shirts. He was doing some. He had some plans. And bottom line is, they probably didn't pan out. And so he he needs to cling on something. I, I don't think that's a... Uh, necessarily a weakness thing. I think that's more of a survival thing for him because of what he's what he has gone through, and so he he. I think he felt that he was in an organization that I believe seemed to be pretty righteous. I don't really. Well, you know, I can't what, you know what really, really fired, anything. And I'm glad we've gone full circle on this because you know what really fired him up was the um, win that they had at the Buddy Bundy Ranch. So he got he got right. he was there with him and David Knight. So he really got bolstered initially from being able to stand up to the federal government with that Bundy Ranch thing. So then when he got that's a good point. That he was gonna, so when he got psyoped into thinking that they were going to be able to stand up to any uh, major federal election manipulation, he bought into that full stock and barrel. No, if he, you know, this whole January sixth. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I. We need to kind of talk about and you know, make especially over the platform period to kind of really. But it's just again another one. My mind where the devil is being being he's at play. I see it more like a distraction. Nothing at the end of the day, I don't even think there was too much damage done. Like, nothing was burned down, no done. I mean, now, somebody had a heart attack and died. I mean, and then obviously somebody got shot. A day shot. later. A day later. But, I, I mean, if you look at the big, if you look at the big, shot. right, if you look at the big picture, it's like, it's like, I mean, I'm just going to say it. It's, it's, it's the only way I know how to say it. It's very rich people or elites thinking that, how dare you come into my territory? And so now but, I'm going to have to, I have to you, thank you. That's all it was. Elites right. got scared. So, but as kind of like, you know, not, not affiliates, but people who were helped by, by Alex Jones in terms of waking up to us, it's kind of weird that the only people who got the biggest sentences possible were Joe Biggs and Stuart Rhodes at 18 and 17 years apiece. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's and sad. Who, what, what, and, and honestly, were... honestly, I don't, it, honestly, I don't even, I'm not even, again, that's a, another mainstream media narrative. We'll see what happens when this election comes. If Trump gets in, I got a feeling if he, again, if he is who he says he is, um, they'll get pardoned and they'll be released. So but when, really, uh, at when the end pardoned? of the day, it won't be a when big pardoned? deal. When? Four Excuse years me. from now? Four years from now? Well, it, it, I, he should pardon them right away as soon as he gets in. You know what I mean? And, but but I, to I, me, I think to they me, suffered. Should, to me, to me, you should be campaigning on that. And that, that what's his name? Uh, Rob Masami guy. I think one of the best things to me about him is that he's campaigning on the fact that if he's elected, he's immediately going to um, pardon Trump. And I think that's one of the stupidest things about this whole Trump indictment thing is that anyone who clearly 
is for the right side is going to pardon him regardless of whether he's guilty or not. Let's just say we buy into the mainstream media narrative, right? He's guilty as shit. Why would they not pardon him? They pardoned Look, I, would they pardon with the, the Democrats, Bill Clinton pardoned somebody who actually killed people and with with his name for the Weather Underground, I know you know. Um, out he's, of Chicago, I can't think of his name. He's, he's a teacher. I know now. you're talking he's, about. He's, yeah, he's a I know you're talking now. about. Professor. Larry, um, is it Larry? No, it's not Larry. It's not Larry. Um, you're thinking of a, you're thinking of another guy out of Chicago, but that that's not him. I can't think of his name, but I I know. Here's let me just say. You hear what I'm saying? Right? Like, what's the point of all this? Let me say this right at, at the end. At the end of the day. Was it right to storm the Capitol, right? Because that's one question you have to answer. I personally believe it wasn't right. Now, I remember at the time, I enjoyed seeing it. I ain't going to lie. But, but at the end of the day, now looking back retrospectively and how I feel about things today, it, 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 I don't think it was necessary. So whatever the penalty is for trespassing, Fine. I'm I'm almost fine. No, but think but think about that. The penalty That's for trespassing, trust trespassing, whatever Stuart Rhodes did, whatever this and that, they didn't actually cause anybody to life, but Bill Ayers, that's who I was thinking of. He Bill Ayers, yeah. He got pardoned for what he did. He literally killed people. Okay. Look, like, and that's what I'm saying. Like they should. So get, why they waste get... these taxpayers' money? Why waste all this other stuff? If at the end of the day they're just going to be. I think. I think we have to be a really rule of laws. Hold on. I think we have to be a rule of laws. And I, I, I really come from the approach what Alex always talks about, and that's why he named it, where you fight the battle with information. I don't believe. Like, look. If you're going to go there to bust windows and vandalize and then to take a tour, I just see that as a waste of time. It's just a waste of time. It didn't do anything. It didn't move the needle at all. And you were not smart, meaning that no, you don't understand well, how the, that's, how that's the enemy works. Hold on for a second. You don't understand how the enemy works. The enemy is always going to twist your words like everything I'm saying here. It could be twisted, and it, it can make me look like an idiot. But that's do, and so so at the end of the day, it's almost like you get a you get penalized for being stupid, and I'm okay with stupid penal. If I do something here on this podcast that makes me come off as stupid, I'm gonna get penalized for it. I'm okay with that. I made the grown up decision to come on here and to say and you know voice my opinion on these issues, which I have the right to do. Regardless of how it sounds, um, we still have that right here in America. And I just don't like stupidity. At the end of the day, I don't like stupidness. So I don't feel bad if somebody gets slammed because they did something stupid. Now, 17 years, 18, 19 years, let's be realistic. Unbelievably unrealistic. Unfair. It's not American. It's not proportionate. And whoever, well, I don't know if a judge uh, made that decision. I, don't, I, I forget. I haven't watched it enough to know how that was determined. But whoever determined that, I hope they paid a penalty for 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 making that decision. I I, I and I believe they probably will because it's unjustice. It's not just. 
It's not. It's not a just so here, decision. So here's the here's the problem with it. That was literally the plea bargain. Yeah. Either way, it's like I said. I don't understand how that went down. I know that's not a just decision, and that's all I need to know. And if people were were you know maybe they caved in, let's say because oh I can't go through this. Hey, you do seventeen. Seventeen really means ten. Um. Whatever you or know, I, I don't. You don't get hung. You don't get a a sedition charge against. Oh you. yeah, yeah, maybe right. Because that's one of those. Like that's so surreal to me that Trump is literally facing the death penalty right now. Yeah. Again, for me, I haven't paid enough attention to whatever's going on with Trump. But that would be another, uh, in my mind, and I know this is going to be unpopular with a lot of people. When you do stupid things. You suffer consequences. He made it very clear that he was going to drain the swamp. And what he tried to do, thinking with his ego, that he can negotiate with the swamp. I don't negotiate with the devil. See, that's why I said I would take that money and say, hey, I'm out of here. Peace. Because I'm not going to try to negotiate with you and say, leave my ancestral land alone, because that's not how it works. So he tried to negotiate. And now he is suffering minimally, minimal is financial, millions. He's suffering millions of dollars in losses. And all he had to do is keep to his word and drain that swamp. I believe Carter fired. Not even drain that swamp. I think it's really funny that he talked about lock her up and he's the only one who's been locked up. Or trying to be locked up. Exactly. And that's that's the point. Where's the Hillary mugshot? Well, you know, a lot of these people will suffer, you know, not here on earth, but elsewhere, because they made a deal with the devil, like uh, Bob Dylan said in his 60 Minutes piece. Once you make a deal with the devil, you live pretty good on earth. The problem is, either way, it's hard for me to feel bad for stupid things. I mean, this is why discernment matters. You do stupid stuff. You don't keep your word. You don't do what you should do, and now you're paying the price for it. He hired all the wrong people, and maybe now going into this you know, next election, if he becomes president, he'll learn from all that. But I'm not quite sure that he will because he never admits when he's wrong. And I don't think that's a sign of strength. I think that's a sign of weakness. So I think to, to me, and, and people might not think this is a popular opinion, but I think the biggest psyop going right now is that he actually has a chance to be president again. Oh, yeah. I, I, I most likely probably will. He worked out pretty well for... You for, think he will? For, no, I'm saying I'm saying the biggest well, psyop right now is that he, he will be president again. I think it's very clear that they will do whatever they need to do to put somebody in power who is not who is a part of their system. I don't think we'll ever see somebody who is juxtaposed to that system again that is really, truly not a part of it. I think is it possible that they end up uh, running a deep state Ron? Yes, sure. But I don't think you're going to see anybody ever again in our lifetimes who is actually against the system. I think it's the biggest psyop going is that he actually has a chance. I really, truly believe they'll gel him before they actually let him run. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think or, he worked out Tucker pretty well. Or as Tucker Carlson said, they might kill him. I, I mean, so you know, you, me, know how you, can't, you know how you can't run? 
You know how you can't have a savior? You know how you can't have anything? They're fucking dead. Yeah, but see, that would, that just, again, may, maybe I just think differently. To me, those are the psyops, right? Saying stuff like, oh, they'll kill him or, you know, they'll put him in jail. To me, he probably he, he did very jail. well. He's been, he's been indicted like what in three places, How did four he, places now. For the new world order, where did he slow down at? What stopped under his Nowhere. presidency? Nowhere. So, and I agree so, with you that. So too. all I'm saying like, is, we're on the same page. We're on the same page. With so that. why would why would they say? I mean, I, look. All I'm saying is, why would they say they don't want him? You know what I mean? What did he do? Because I think they, because I think, hang on, you know why? I'll answer that question. I'll answer that question. You know why? Because I think he truly was for the people, but I think he was so psyop into the system that he thought there was room for negotiating with him. That's clearly what he wanted to do. He's not as smart as he thinks he is, and he's not humble. And those those are very bad characteristics. I mean, it just is what it is. He's my, now look, between him and Biden, I mean, do we have a choice? I mean, clearly we wouldn't have a choice, but I don't Ron even know Paul. we have a choice between. Well, he's he's not, he's not running. He's too old too. You know what I'm saying? All these old guys. I, I can't. I, I can't read uh, I'm dealing with old so people, long. to be honest with you. Uh, but you, Frederick Reddy right now. President. We we should talk about uh, candidates next, maybe next week, because. Um, I don't. I think people probably be shocked with who I was. Who I think um, should have at least a shot at it. Um, let the people decide. Um, but maybe that's a that's a good conversation. Maybe we'll do it after a debate. Like whenever a debate happens, whatever the next debate is, let's talk about candidacy. Um, but this is good. This would be a great time to go to that. Did you want to talk about the um, bomb or no? Oh, for Russia? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're running really long right now, and I think that we covered more stuff than I think we realized we would. But if you if you want to keep talking about it, I'm with it. Well, I mean, I don't really want to talk about it, to be honest with you, but what the story was is that their new Satan 2. I mean, that's a Christian country, Russia, but they have a bomb called Satan 2, that debuted last year, um, it, and it has, I don't know, it's, it's one missile, you know, everybody understands a missile. It's uh, intercontinental, so it can go past Russia, go go to other continents. But within that missile, it has like 14, 16, nobody really, warheads, meaning that it could just shoot off and say, okay, hit Paris, hit London, hit this, hit that. You know, it can shoot off a but it, it basically can it's a eliminate. Style, it's a shotgun style nuclear warhead. There we go. So this thing is supposed to be, you know, again, Satan two, the worst thing ever. Um, would Putin use it? Is the question. And and then it's even a question about is Putin alive <laughs> to even use it? I did not I, know I, that was. A, I did not know that was a thing until recently. Did you? No, and I, I do. I can't pay attention to whatever comes out of the sun, and that's where this is coming out of. Um, so, uh, UK, the Sun newspaper. But, but the sun, the I, sun, I don't pay attention. The Sun via Drudge, 
A top storyline on Drudge via the sun. Is Putin even alive? What the fuck? Yeah, that, well, we could talk about Drudge, too. So that's another conversation. But either way, I can't. This kind of this is the kind of conspiracy stuff that I really, really can't stand. It's the kind of stuff that Canadian prepper loves. And everybody who loves Canadian prepper loves to be played like little fools. He just like he puts you up like a puppet. He just marches you. Hey, Why didn't you follow listen, every listen, single dude. thing he hey, says? Frederick, don't you dare talk about Canadian prepper because 17 weeks ago he told me the world was ending. And it clearly Look, ended. It, it clearly it did ended. End, right? Yeah, I know. I, I know. know I know. This, this guy He's has been so accurate. Uh, look, he, he hey, is the so, Nostradamus. Okay, so, hey, let's talk about Canadian Prepper real, real quick, and, and y'all can hate us for this or not. But let's just say there's one person who is a diehard fan out there. Like, because there's, there's billions of people in this world, right? Statistically, he gets he gets millions of people who listen to him that may not even be tracked be tracked on the algorithm when you go look and you see how many views he gets, right? Do you think it's possible that there's one person who's been in their bunkers since 2020 and has not come out based on the recommendations of Canadian Prepper, and they're like literally on year three of living in the bunker for no fucking reason? Look, I, I do you think that's possible? There might be one. There might be one. I, I, everything, anything's possible, and there might be, be one. Because I be... said, look, I said something bad about him, and I felt like all Canadians were attacking me. I was like, what is going on here? It is ridiculous. I mean, I was like, I was like, dude, he, he's not that special. Now he doesn't come up on my algorithm no more. I don't. I, I never. I, I he probably I, blocked I, you. I, well, I doubt it. Uh, but I unsubscribed from him, I don't know, three years ago. I don't know exactly when, but three, maybe probably two years ago. And uh, no, no, three, yeah, 2020. Yeah, oh my God, this fly. When he, when he so, told you to go to your bunker and not, co not come out again, you unsubscribe. So you're on one man, end. Man, I'm done. You're I'm on done. One end of, I, you're on one end of the spectrum. I'm done. And then on the other yeah, end so of the spectrum. I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does, spectrum, really, to be honest with you. I don't you know, know what he's doing. So, you get what I'm saying? So on the other end of the spectrum, instead of unsubscribing and not listening to it again, on the other end of the spectrum, there's somebody who's still currently in their bunker based on his recommendation. Yeah, I bet you there is. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure he's Canadian or he's from New Zealand or Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no way he's an American. You know, he's hey, from one of those hey, three countries. I promise you. Yeah. There's no way you're American because that, that Australian shit, bro, that fucked my mind up. The way they let them uh, do that. talk about that. Uh, Oof. But like, um, let me let me say this, you know, to close out here. I can't, you're right. Yeah, I think it's a good show. I hope you guys appreciate it. Give us your feedback, by the way, because we want to, you know, we want to give you some information, but we want to also entertain you. And um, you know, is this too long? Is it too short? Let us know what you think. Um, I don't know. Where should they let us know at, Lenny? Right now, right here, like, anytime you want, whether whether it's on the no, where I'm saying we're can you, uh, can you put comments on? You can't put comments on Spotify, can you? You can leave reviews, absolutely. You can leave reviews and you can oh. leave comments 
that are that are show particular, whether you're doing it on um, Spotify or whether you're doing it on Apple Podcasts, you're more than welcome to leave us a review. And you can leave us a review that's topical to the particular show that you listen to. So I'm open to that. You can hop on to Frederick Reddy's page on Instagram. You can hop onto mine, whether it's American Prepper Club, whether it's the Prepper Club, whether it's Last Prepper Standing, or whether it's on any of Frederick Reddy's um, Instagram pages, which are what? Well, just go to preparedness.tips. Um, you'll find all my links there, preparedness.tips. But let me let me say this, um, kind of like how I would like to close out. I'm making this campaign to get preppers turned into preparers. And I'm going to probably say this for, for a long time. If you're a prepper and you know that you're good to go, you and your family – uh, um, are protected, you know, and you also have acquired um, providence, meaning that you're a Christian man or woman, and um, you're a believer. So you have both. Of the, you have you have the prepping knowledge, and you have you know bi- biblical beliefs, and you have the spirit of the Holy Spirit inside of you. If you feel a calling to do more. If you don't feel that calling, it's okay. It's not meant for everybody. But if you feel the calling to do more, please hit me up at Frederick Reddy. And that's Frederick, normal spelling. And then Reddy is R-E-D-D-I-E at Instagram. Just DM me and just say, man, I'm feeling the calling too. I want to help out. I want to do more. And if you do want to do more, I'm going to put together a program for you. It's going to be an affiliate program where hopefully I can make you six figures, make you a lot of money. But that means you have to put yourself out there. You have to be a leader in your community. And if you're ready to be a leader in your community, I want to turn you from being a prepper to a preparer. And I'm going to show you how um, very soon. So just hit me up in the DMs. Meanwhile, I'm good to go. Lenny, anything else? That's it, man. I really appreciate the show. And I think it's a good, it's a good jump off to preparedness month even though we didn't talk a whole lot about actual physical preparedness maybe we'll do that a little bit let's do that next sunday let's do that next sunday we're gonna talk we're gonna be talking about concepts and ideas that should get you to the point where you realize that i need to get prepared because there's bigger events going on there's bigger things going on than i can control and at the end of the day, we want to be prepared for the stuff that we can't control that's with that's beyond what we're even maybe initially thinking about. So I appreciate everybody's listening to this podcast. Hey, let me, Lenny, let me ask you something, Lenny. Let me ask you something, Lenny. Should we not I, – I, I hate to throw this monkey wrench in. That's why you have to stay to the very end. Don't, don't ever just say it's over. Didn't we get some questions that we should ask? Didn't people ask us questions that we need to answer? Yes, they did. And um, give me one second. For for those who asked the questions, I think the um, it's very important that we get to those because they did put them out there, and I will bring them up. You don't have the you don't have the prompts for it. I think no, but you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring it up. So go ahead and look for that. But I believe one was pretty simple, and it was how much. Money should I have, I believe, what, in my bug out bag? Or was it, you know, how much should I have put back? How much gold? How much silver? Do you know exactly how that question went? That that was from, uh, that was one of the questions. He's from one of the uh, Prepper Club members, Wesley. 
Um, he he asked how much author Wesley Hopey Hope. I always mess up his name. I feel so bad about it because he's actually been a guest on the podcast and he's one of the Prepper Club members. Author Wesley Hoppy Hopey H O P P E. He asked for savings. How much in the bank? At home, in a bug out bag, and how much gold and silver would you recommend? Do you want to start out with that? Yeah, let me hit that one up. Gold and silver. I want to change people's minds about this gold and silver. Um, and we can't continue being played that, oh, we're going to go on a, uh, you know, everything's going to be gold back or. You know, my silver one ounce is going to go to a thousand. I think we got to have forget that mindset, and I think we have to go with just this one mindset, and say that gold and silver is a hedge for your retirement. Okay, meaning that you buy it, you store it, you think about it in twenty years, thirty years, forty years. I don't care how, you know, obviously it's based on how old you are, but this is something that you want to just look back and say, okay, now I have some retirement funds. I'll cash it in and so forth. Now, if you want to have a little bit for barter, um, you know, obviously you could use some junk, junk meaning any coin from 64 and under, um, you know, U.S. currency uh, issued. I would only have U.S. Um, uh, issued currency, uh, regardless if it's in circulation or not, meaning eagles uh, for silver, actually eagles for, for gold as well, and, um, and liberties and so forth. So it, it's, it's, I don't want people to have this impression that they're going to all of a sudden one day because they have a bunch of gold and silver in the next five years they're not going to let that happen. So I, I don't think you should think like that. I think you should think more long-term. Now, when it comes to cash, that's another story. Cash, I believe in a three-month concept. So figure out what all your bills are. Figure out everything you need. And one, that's how much you have to have at home. So th that's part of what you have to have at home. So this way you cover anything that happens for at least three months while the government's figuring stuff out or whoever's figuring things out, you have three months of cash on hand for your expenses. Now, how much would you need for, let's say, bartering, or you want to buy some stuff because it's like, oh, here's an emergency. I'm going to now need this, that, and the third. Well, in my mind, you know, it's – Minimum a thousand, okay. Minimum. So remember, you already have whatever your expenses are. You have that. And that includes food and all that. So you have that covered. Then here's extra. So obviously it's minimum a thousand, but as much as ten thousand. Minimum as much as ten thousand. It all depends on how your money is, and, and you know, can you afford it? I can't afford it. I'll just be real. I can't do that. My, but that's my gold. My gold is expenses plus 10000 So and, I think – And you know what? That, I think that's actually a great goal. And especially if you guys are young, before you do anything significant in life, you should have that as a backer. And I would yeah. factor my I – and I would, yeah. factor, I would factor my expenses to be about five grand a month. So really you're looking at upwards 
of what is that? Twenty five k. Five hundred. Back. Put twenty five thousand, not hundred. Twenty five thousand before you even decide to make any sort of financial decisions, commitments to somebody, a person, anything like that. That that would be something I recommend. Full stock and barrel. And I don't think that you're going to be put in a situation because you can't pick any year in history recently where you went 10 years out and that buying silver or gold wasn't a good idea. Just yeah, even, I mean, even yeah. just because of inflation, regardless of whether gold's inflated, silver's inflated, if you bought it at today's prices, you, if, if you bought it at today's prices and 10 years from now you lost money, how good would the actual economy have to be for that to be a thing? Yeah, that would never right. happen. <laughs> right, right. So I'm saying, like, what kind of weird techno technological advances would have to take place? What kind of weird, weird? There would be some very interesting things that happen to put you out 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, where the gold that you bought today, regardless of what price it was, was devalued. You wouldn't even be you wouldn't even be mad about it if that makes sense. You'd be like, yeah, oh, it, it, okay, yeah, because cool. you would make money the other way. You would make right, so much exactly. money the other way that it, you wouldn't even be, worry about it. Yeah, it would be insignificant to you. So just keep that in mind when you're sitting there, whether wondering whether or not you should buy it or not. I do not think gold or silver is a short-term investment idea, nor are me or Freddie Reddy licensed to even talk to us about this. I know everybody gets That's right. that caveat. Because I think the feds is one thing that they fucking freak out about. Uh, but yeah, we're not licensed to talk to you about this. We're, we're not educated enough to talk to you about this. This is coming straight from the layman's point of view from people who buy and buy silver and gold as complete novice and dummies. But at the same fucking time, I can't think of one person who's bought gold or silver and a 10, 20, 30 year period went by and they were upset that they did. And I, as far as bug out bags or, you know, I don't necessarily believe in the concept of a bug out bag, but as far as like get home, get home bags, EDC bags, I would say actually zero. That's a cash issue. Um, I, you don't need any gold or silver for that. Your bag gets stolen. That, that yeah, you, I, you done lost your gold I or agree. silver. I think um, the only type cash, of, uh, I think in a bug out situation, the only type of metal you need is lead. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. And as far as um, uh, cash goes, I'll just tell you what I have done, but now I've went into it. But I, I always thought, I don't know why I came to this this number, but I, I did uh, 350. I don't know wh how I got there. <laughs> Somewhere in my mind said, ah, I probably only need 350. So I kept for the longest time, and then I made a mistake but we all make them. And, um, but for years, I always had 350 in my bag at, for a very, very long time. So, and I, I think that's a good number. That's, that's a hotel room. That's, that's room and board. That's food. That's transportation. That's a very good number, actually. And I actually had, I actually had a, a, a PayPal card. Um, you know, now PayPal is, you know, how people, people feel a certain way about PayPal, but I had a PayPal card, um, that wasn't attached to anything. So if it got stolen or taken, there would be no money that they could get it. But PayPal, the PayPal is a very easy thing to do. So my business account, PayPal is connected to my business, um, bank account. 
So I could always transfer money into that card. So I always kept that card too. I still keep that card now. Um, that's a, good, so that's a could, great idea. That's a great idea. And everybody could do this. So I think we covered that, that topic very well, but as we sign out here, where can people find you? Again, just go to preparedness.tips. You'll see all my links. It's been a pleasure. Great first conversation. Let's continue to stay tuned for next week because next week we're going to really dig into some prepping, preparedness type concepts, new things that probably people have never even heard of before. Um, and so, so you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned. And God bless. Thank you so much, Frederick uh, Reddy. Thank you so much, brother. This is the last prepper standing with Frederick Reddy going forward, kicking off preparedness month. Thank you, brother. All right. God bless everyone.